0: Hey everyone happy to have you here for another episode of legacy matters today as usual we'll talk about whatever comes up with a slight leaning toward discussions of preserving your legacy preparing for things to come and sharing stories we find amusing all right we we are we are moving i'm gonna let jim do the introductions
1: okay well hello we're here again uh What is it, Wednesday morning? I believe it is, yes. (laughs) It is. Weather's kind of (laughs) cloudy. I say this every time. Because it matters. And we have a guest here today, and we are here with Jill. And Jill, I'm going to let you pronounce your last name because I'll get it wrong.
2: Oh, um, it's Jill Alberg-Yo, like yo.
0: See, it, Gosh, it does we, look we, as if we, we and, did say that. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We didn't go too far into it, but I'm like, man, we better just let her say it. But <laughs> right. it's actually
1: pretty straightforward, isn't it? it well, most yeah. people say Yoey. Yoey. Oh. So. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Jill Yoey.
2: Yeah, they say Jill Yoey, but it's Yo. So it's yeah. German. Um, that was J O H. It's actually okay. my. It's not my name, um, but um, it's my ex husband's name. So, okay. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: That happens. Yeah. All right. I'm carrying around my wife's name, <laughs> something people who listen know, but um, good, to, good to have you in.
1: Good, to, Yeah, thank you it's for coming good in. Good to be here. So you are the curator at the Minneapolis Institute of Arts, mm-hmm. and you have a new show up. Mm-hmm. Do you want to start out with uh, talking about the show?
2: Yeah. Um, it's The show is entitled um, Hearts of Our People, Native Women Artists, and it is the first- show dedicated to native women's art from ancient times to the contemporary moment. Um, and it's happening at MIA, it opened June 2nd, and it's um, through August 18th.
1: Okay. All right. We, we actually, in preparation here, we took a little tour of it oh, great. the other week. Um, yeah. And uh, it was quite nice. We got a, one of your volunteers actually to give us a tour, too. Of the show and kind of yeah, Catherine Gillis. She works with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She works with us on the uh, app side, tech development side of
0: things. But she's also very involved with the museum. So yes, she did a great job. It was a Mm -hmm. it was it changed the way at least for me. It changed the way I was able to walk through the exhibit because it it was nice to have someone explaining Mm -hmm. some of this stuff. Great,
2: Mm -hmm. Great. she's amazing. She's very knowledgeable and um, she's one of our best guides.
1: Oh yeah! Well, she'll be happy to hear that. that. You're
2: in good hands.
1: Well, that's great. Um, So this show has been—it's been in the making for quite a while, hasn't Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. Um,
2: It's been in my brain for about six years, and it's been on the books for four and a half years. Okay.
1: Wow. Yeah. All right. And there's another uh, person that mm-hmm. co-curated, mm-hmm. is it correct?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it is co-curated by Ter- me and Terry Greaves, who's um, a Kiowa beadwork artist and scholar and curator, as well as um, the strength of the show is really our um, board, our advisory board of 21 Native artists, Native scholars, curators and non-Native scholars.
1: Mm -hmm. and and how how did this evolve or how did it start i guess and then how did it Mm -hmm. evolve
2: Mm -hmm. um i'll try to make it as brief as possible um i come from anthropology and i went into art museums and um so i i came from the outside kind of um i wasn't trained as a art historian um and so i would go into these collections and um It was about a decade ago, and I would look at all of this work because primarily all of our work that we steward as um, Native art curators is historic. Um, We love contemporary work, um, but most of the work that we have to take care of is historic. And so I would see baskets and beadwork and ceramics and textiles, and it just continued to dawn on me that the majority of this work is made by women. Mm. And it was, I would comb through the scholarship and I would look in the exhibition records and I never found anything recognizing this. And there was great exhibitions in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and now of contemporary Native women artists, which is groundbreaking. But there had never been a show that about Native artists, Native women artists across time and space and work time and place. Um, and so this was new to me. And contrastively, Terry, um, who I, I was a friend and i would worked with on another project um, in St. Louis, we were talking about this one day. And this has this is it, it, instinctual for her she, as she she grew the first moments of her life. She was surrounded by art because she was put in a fully beaded Kiowa cradle board and we have one of those on exhibition. And her mother was um, one of the only, I think the only of that time period, trading post owner on the Wind River Reservation, on the Shoshone side of the Wind River Reservation. And so she was immersed in Native women's art all of the time, and she would see all of this art coming in to the trading post, whether her mom got it from local Native women artists or she would bring it in from the Southwest. So she... This was a part of her, her um, intellectual and emotional, physical, all of it, landscape. And um, so she knew this. Um, and so we knew that this story needed to be told, but we knew that the story could only be told um, in a way that brings multiple perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, so we um, built a board of 21 Native artists mm-hmm. and community members and um, non-Native artists to help us tell a story because um, many times this this um, Terry talks about this she's been in exhibitions and the usual way that it goes with Native shows is that it's curated in the mind of usually a white man um, and he selects the he creates the themes he selects the objects um, and then he asks Native people afterwards um to you know check that box and say oh this is good right <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> and we wanted the to do an exact opposite kind of approach so we brought together this board to convene to help us create the show from its very onset to birth the show
1: huh.
3: and how unique is that process in the art world museums
2: of this scale it's unique
3: okay so, do you feel like you're kind of a forerunner for this? You're setting an example that others can follow.
2: We hope that it's a um, opportunity for people to um, use, yeah, as mm-hmm. a as a as a new approach, a blueprint, for a the bl- bl- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And it's not, you know, and Terry and I are very clear that we've made many mistakes, and this is not the show of right. all shows. We just want this to be a show the you know a show to show the contributions of native women artists and and we look forward to people telling us what we did wrong sure. <laughs> and what we left out and um and expanding our understanding of that
0: well well i mean no one will ever get that perfect right, right. that's that's just sort of the way it's got to work but i thought it was absolutely well very well done and really beautiful thank you and the theme the theme of uh the pieces being sort of utilitarian mm-hmm. and and many of them handmade. There was there was some contemporary art in there too. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of things, but mm-hmm. but that um, I think that would have been lost had there been male artists in it, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So by mm-hmm. focusing strictly on the female artists, mm-hmm. it seemed to me like like you could see the the woman's touch throughout this whole thing, which was mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. I loved it.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, the women artists and particularly native women artists um these i've talked about this we've talked about this a lot of this these um categories that are imposed on the outs from the outside on native women's art like art craft utilitarian and non-utilitarian and um and trying to kind of um uh unravel some of those expectations and ideas of of those categories and um kind of poke a little bit at them sure yeah
1: you know um i one of the questions here actually is um where you guys uh, encompass three major themes the legacy mm-hmm. um the relationship and power how did how did those three mm-hmm. come together
2: so that was a part of um, the convening. So our board convened in 2014 in a cold November in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> they all actually came. Um, to, and, to
1: And the board, where are they all coming? I know I'm asking yeah. you a question on top of a question, mm-hmm. but where mm-hmm. did they all come?
2: So they are represented so as far as Alaska to um, Oklahoma, over to California, to Mohawk Territory, to... Um, Tuscarora Nation, um, the Southwest, so all over Canada. Um, So we try to have as best as we could representative of um, a wide geographic um, nation um, and also um, the expertise of contemporary and historic and ancient materials, people who work with that. So we all convened, um, and we asked the question: Why did Native women make art? And we settled upon um, these three themes. Actually, are a part of legacy, relationships, and power. But there were there were subthemes in this in these categories as well. But for an exhibition like this, and to capture. For something so complex, you have to break it down to just like three main things, and mm-hmm. then kind of um, work with that. So, those were the th- three themes that were developed with the board um, and legacy. If you want me to talk about,
1: I, I would love to. I mean, since <laughs> this is life and legacy, <laughs> right, so, right? So yeah, I mean that's that's a very interesting one for us. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I mean since we are very mm-hmm. invested in this sort of idea of storytelling and and, mm-hmm. and attaching stories to objects and Mm -hmm. et cetera you Mm know Mm
2: -hmm. yeah it's a powerful world word um and um it was the first thing so you're on to something because legacy mad legacy does matter (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that yes free plug (laughs) Um, and that was the first thing that came um, from the board it was the idea of legacy and for board members they talked about the fact that this legacy is um, a legacy of understanding that which came before understanding the aesthetic canons of each indigenous community um, and the community they come from and all of the knowledge and all all of the practices and all that comes with making that art form and honoring those who came before and then that that legacy of continuing that legacy to the present and thinking about that and thinking about the people who came before and thinking about all of that knowledge and then just as importantly um, that which comes after um, those generations. Um, who will be seeing this show who are young or those who will be reading the catalog um, who have yet to come. And um, Carla Hemlock, who's uh, gone away, a gay Mohawk, she um, is really good at bringing everybody to tears at, uh, at a lot mm-hmm. of times because she's so eloquent. But she said, um, and this is powerful, she said, we are not doing this for us here. We are doing this for our children and mm-hmm. our children's children. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of legacy.
1: Right, right. And then, you know, so I'm going to kind of flip around a little bit here, mm-hmm. but um, the beginning of the show, right when you walk in, one of my favorite, well, a couple favorites right at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to know your favorites. Well, uh, for me, Tammy's uh, <laughs> oh, <damn, he's> laughing <laughs> because it's the El Camino, of course. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean. <laughs> he's I'm, from Crystal. I'm from Crystal mm-hmm. and grew up in the 80s and, and that was like the car, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you had an El Camino, that was the coolest thing ever, but it was very masculine, you know, for yes. For me, growing up, it was like, wow, that's the dude's car. Yes. You know, that's the totally. power. Yes, and um, and by saying power is exactly mm-hmm. it encompasses one of those sort of um, you know, themes that you guys are mm-hmm. talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, not you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, anyways, yeah. And and so walking into that show, I thought it was so interesting. You know that mm-hmm. it is a. a Native American woman who who does this El Camino and then Mm -hmm. it's like that matte black which is Mm -hmm. same as the vessel Mm -hmm. the same uh, process Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. and then we were talking um, you know about you know just what that El Camino represents even for Mm -hmm. someone like myself just walking in the memories that are attached to it and the fact that it carries you know it's meant to carry something I don't know if it actually ever it yes. didn't in crystal. Well maybe it did, maybe some <laughs> lumber and dirt, but really it was you know, more
0: twelve packs, Twelve packs and us. You know, Jim. we were in the back <laughs> yes, of the coming out. Yes, yes.
1: So so but yeah, yeah. I, I mean you know, I think that that walking into the show mm-hmm. is that representation mm-hmm. of power. I mean, it hits you right mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like, wow, there it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm.
3: it's unexpected. Yes, it, right? It's so
1: mm-hmm. unexpected. And, yeah. you know, and then you have the, you know, the vessel that's mm-hmm. next to it, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I thought that was a really nice way to enter the show.
2: Yeah. Terry, um, so those were both curated in immediately. Um, so that the El Camino is the work of Rose Simpson and the big pot is Maria Martinez. But Terry always tells the great story of, she, she envisioned this from the very beginning to be walking down, you know, the classical art, um, art museum. And then at the end of the hall, seeing this El Camino and then this pot and then the opening. And she wanted to be, to have people come and say, Mm -hmm. wait a second. A woman say, wait a second, this is a Native women's show. Why is an El Camino here? Right. And then men say, wait a second, this is a Native women's show. Why is there an El Camino here? Um, and it's to defy those expectations mm-hmm. and yeah. mm-hmm. to show immediately that, that power. yeah, mm-hmm. That power of it, telling that story.
1: And it does because, you know, you've got that recognizable image, you know, that kind of iconic thing. But, but it's not the same, yes. you know. It's totally different. Yes. And it, it's... Uh, it does work, I mean, yeah. exactly the way you just described mm-hmm. it. I mean, you mm-hmm. walk down that long corridor, mm-hmm. you know, the museum, and you're, and you're flanked with, you know, mm-hmm. historical pieces. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wow, there's an El Camino <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of a show, <laughs> you know. And but a very black. beautiful black pot. That, black. That yeah. You can yeah. see I mean, where that just, inspiration came yeah. from. That was yeah.
0: Great. yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, and and Rose Simpson, she comes from you know um, a, a dynasty of potters, and you talked about it being a vessel, it really and a container. She considered it. She considers it. She's talked about it before. Her most traditional. Form her traditional, most traditional form or vessel that she'll ever create, which is really Mm -hmm. interesting because she usually does figurative work in clay, but she she did use it as a vessel. She Mm -hmm. harvested corn, beans, and squash in it. Um, She found it on the side of the road in Española, New Mexico. Um, She's Santa Clara, and that's just a couple of miles north of Española, which is the capital of the Lowriders. Okay. So she grew up um in the midst of uh lowrider culture and she found the El Camino on the side of the road and she fully restored that. So she is dynast she comes from a dynasty of potters. I mean, one of the most important potter families in in the um in the United States. Then she goes to RISD and is classically trained um and learns about um art in a in that context and then goes back to the community in Española and um, and, and, and um, um, Santa Clara and she sees the Chevy El Camino and then she becomes a mechanic. So <laughs> she goes back and goes to New Mexico Technical College and she built this. Not This El Camino is from the ground up so everything in that she yeah. dropped a, you would maybe know, like a 440 engine yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Physically yeah. she did that in yeah. a new transmission.
1: That's badass. That's so badass, right? <laughs> yeah, it totally is. I know. Yes.
2: And she's, she He's, you know, she painted it black on black uh-huh. as an homage to Maria Martinez, who right. Maria Martinez, who was the first woman to break the glass ceiling, the first to be featured at the Met, to be at Sotheby's, you know, to be the non-anonymous Native woman artist, and it's an homage to that. You know, an interesting story that we just found out um, is that Maria Martinez worked. Um, in collaboration with her husband, Julian Martinez, and we talk about collaboration in the exhibition and the kind of complementary nature of, Native, of, of gender um, in Native communities. Um, and we just learned that Julian Martinez, Maria's um, husband, had the first Model T in his community, oh. at San Ildefonso community, and then he painted it black on black oh. wow. in the same wow. style. And he sh- Rose had no idea. That wow. he did this so we're trying to re- refine images of this oh, which is that's, like that's, i mean it's serendipitous <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's
1: that's I very know. interesting I know it's amazing <laughs> so um we have a variety of questions but in, i'm not even sure how to how to enter into this and it's something I know Sam you and I have talked about a couple weeks <laughs> ago well it's about like sort of um you know it's an interesting exhibition because you've got you know some really highly tech pieces mm-hmm. you know like the faberge egg mm-hmm, with the mm-hmm. with the drive inside of it you no. know and then mm-hmm. but you're you've got it also next to like um you know very traditional mm-hmm. um and then the spirituality of mm-hmm. some of the pieces mm-hmm. you know there's mm-hmm. like you know uh and i guess my question is what is the response been mm-hmm. in the native mm-hmm. american community um you know uh, with these mm-hmm. images side by side mm-hmm. and some of them being, you know, you can't photograph them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because, and, mm-hmm. and I'm not even sure what that means. Mm-hmm. If that mm-hmm. takes something from mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. that is not mm-hmm. supposed to be taken mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. So well, it's those kind of are, a complicated yeah. strain. I'm, I'm not sure I've worded it correctly, no. but yeah. that's where I'm going of, with I it. I think
0: part of what we were talking about yeah. it, in Sort of trying to understand this as just being challenged as the white guys that we are. Because like, Mm -hmm. look at us, we, you know, we're exceedingly Mm -hmm. Mm well-meaning, but I don't always know the right words. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm supposed to get, Mm -hmm. but this, that exhibit is an opportunity for me to be educated Mm -hmm. on some of that, which Mm -hmm. both of us, right. Mm
2: -hmm. It's very Minnesota of you guys. We are
0: super straight Minnesota. <laughs> it's hardcore. So hardcore Minnesota. Hardcore
4: <laughs> yeah. So
2: great. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> so, well, back to the photographs. That's just the nature of an exhibition and loan agreements. Okay. So, certain um, loans. Uh, we have. Hundred, I think it's about a hundred loans. So that's just a contract with the with the lending institution that we don't we agree not to photograph that. So that's less. That's more institutional. Mm. Um, but to your question about how it's received um, in for Native people, I mean, we you know that's that's a huge question, and um, you know, Native communities are as. Um, variable and as diverse as any community is um but i can say that we've been you know the board came back um for the opening june may june 1st um for many different openings that we had for the community and for um um, a symposium and um and then an evening event so we had different kinds of events and everybody was moved to tears and that was um and everybody on the board loved it so that was everything to us
0: well that's kind of what you want to hear isn't (laughs) it? yeah yeah so yeah Yeah. i mean you can't you certainly couldn't answer the question of you know how did everyone in every community Mm -hmm. perceive it Mm -hmm. but it's from your understanding it's widely regarded as uh by the people you know that Mm -hmm. that you did a nice job with it Mm -hmm. i mean i I think that's, I think it's a really, really classy exhibit, mm-hmm. and it opens people's eyes.
2: Well, and I think the power of it, and we've talked about this before, the power of it is the process, is is mm-hmm. because we drew upon the expertise of these women, and not doing it alone, and not thinking that we knew the answers, which we didn't know the answers, but we knew people who could help us tell the story, and that really is that's the power of the... Exp- not only... The, but the art is also incredibly powerful. But well, yeah. I really think the, um, the process is what is what makes it so strong. Great.
3: Because you're empowering women, right? Empowering yeah. them. And then it's this inclusive process, which I think is very special. And you're kind of ahead of the curve where I see society in general kind of going. So mm-hmm. how I can assume that you didn't get everybody... Into this exhibit that you wanted to. So, do you see there being a part two or something down the
2: road where you can expand on this one? Oh my god! Like it, this has been like four and a half years of my life. I never want to do this again. I never want to do a show again. I want to just go and go to a cabin. No, um, that's well, that's very Minnesota of you. I know, right to the lake. You can, <laughs>
1: you know, we have some extra room. We all have. <laughs> <laughs> or you have your own cabin? That's no,
2: I'll take you up on that. <laughs> okay. Let's talk oh, later. Yeah. Let's talk later. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, uh, yeah, it's received so much attention. We are so thankful. Like Tammy and Michaela and our team at MIA. It, this has been such a team effort. I mean, the board, everybody at MIA has touched the show. Um, and I really, honestly mean this. Um, and uh, it's just been such an honor Um but we are really looking forward to the, the people coming through and being inspired. Um, Terry always talks about the fact that, you know, there's like, there's a hundred dissertations in there. There really are, there are thousands of master's thesis mm-hmm. in there and there are so many opportunities to, to, um, build new exhibitions. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing, if this inspires people, how this inspires people, and what's next,
0: and it is going to travel, yeah, correct, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So it's going to it's going to be here until. Um, August 18th and then it goes to the Frist Museum in Nashville for the fall, the Renwick Smithsonian um, in DC in winter spring and then it ends at um, which we are really happy about at uh, the Philbrook Museum of Art in Tulsa which is um, Indian territory, you know, this that yeah. was pre- previously Indian territory. So it's kind of going back home.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's well, that's great. Yeah. I mean that's totally that's kind of what you want too. Yeah. It's, yeah. So
2: it starts in a really vibrant native artistic native community here in minneapolis and minnesota and our region the great lakes region starts here and then it finishes Uh there so
1: right so this is off the show but joe Mm -hmm. are you from here no (laughs) No.
0: well we have to get to you yeah, know we, like we, we have, have to get, to get into, like into a little, little personal stuff right, too right. at right. some point so like you yeah. can't all be business yeah. right so. well, and, and we know you're on a time frame
1: too so yeah. we'll eat up yeah. two or three hours oh. of just sitting around here i wish so i could I, you know i, I, just, I just want to make sure i got no money. we'll
4: get
2: oh, you on yeah. there on time well no that's how i am an anthropologist but also that's how i'm able to kind of discern the minnesota in you because i'm an outsider in a way but um i'm well you're kind of
1: i mean the cabin thing i'm thinking like oh maybe you're Maybe you grew up in Crystal. Yeah, new no. <laughs> no. But I grew up in the country, so okay. that's what it's about. Okay.
2: I grew up in, um, at, on a farm outside of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. So I'm from the East Coast. I was going to say Ohio.
4: Oh, close.
2: Close-ish. Close. Yeah, yep. Yep. that same kind of rural. Did that inspire yep. you,
3: Gettysburg, growing up, with the history? And...
2: um mm. Well, mm. it was... Good question. Um,
3: or it was just maybe a common like it was just that's your backyard and it okay is. yeah
2: okay. it was I mean it's um uh, it you know that that is the that is the um, business the business in Gettysburg the way people survive mm-hmm. is through tourism um, and um, we were actually my parents um, came from the Midwest actually they came from Illinois so we were outsiders in Pennsylvania. Um, but, um, you know, I was a tour guide for the battle, so, and, you know, oh. did, you know, those tours, so yeah. I know about yeah. that, and so that was a part of my upbringing, um, until I was, you know, in, till I was about 20, but, um, also it's, you know, I just gotta say, um, leaving Gettysburg, it's a phenomenon to me why, um, it's so revered, I mean, it's hollowed ground. But it's also, it's like thousand it's like of the bloodshed of thousands and thousands. It's, heavy. it's very heavy. Very
3: heavy. I would, and yeah. just, you know, not to tie it to Native American culture, but mm-hmm. there's that feeling, it's sacred ground. Yeah. Like there was so much that happened here and just the energy and all of the stories yet to be told that how do you treat that in a delicate mm-hmm. manner while honoring what happened?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it holds such a uh, power in our American imagination and in our, in our story, Gettysburg does. Um, But I got to say more so that has more profound effect on me was the Carlisle Indian school, which was about 20 minutes away from um, Gettysburg. And I knew nothing about it. Um, I knew nothing about native Americans when I was growing up. I don't know if it was, you were taught this, but I was not taught, I was taught that there weren't any native people anymore. Really? Yes. Mm. And that they're all gone and that they used to live um, and that they're, they're wiped out, they're, they're in history, and that there aren't any more Native Americans. And I was told this story until, like, kind of college. Um, despite the fact that, you know, our, on our farm, the Conawayo Creek um, ran through it, that the Susquehanna River, a, a name for the Susquehanna people, Um all the you know, um we were the Gettysburg Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) So um and so I wasn't they're all gone. I know. And I um I believe that story. And you know, even my children to this day aren't really told a lot of what's um a part of history. But anyways, to get back to Carlisle, Carlisle Indian School was um is about twenty minutes up the road and that was the first project of um General Henry Pratt to quote unquote assimilate Native people, um, Native children, and Native children were brought thousands of miles away um, to Carlisle, to like where I then moved back to, um, um, and they were forced to not speak their language. They were forced to shave their heads, um, uh, to take off their hair, to um, to be use military means to. Be educated and they the idea was kill the Indian save the man and talk about sacred hollow ground and the um, the legacy of that um, is really powerful for me and to think about that and that I didn't know that story until I was um, 35 years old it was pretty profound yeah that that story was right by me mm-hmm. I mean and that you those that children character. were actually in the summers they would go to farms and they would, they would, um, work on the farms in my, in my area. Um, and that, um, uh, and that story wasn't told. So,
0: yeah, I think growing up in Minnesota, I was very aware of native American culture and the, and the fact that there were still native Americans around and amongst Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Uh, but those, you know, those stories of the government, uh, ripping from families the children and taking them i mean i I have kids so i'll get misty as i even talk about this but that played out for years and years and it was i mean it's it's such a stain on the way we viewed human life and how we treated them and here we are wrestling with some of the same types of things yet today so it drives me crazy
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, and the fact that you wouldn't know for so long i know I know. I get it though. I mean, yeah. I, it wasn't, none of that's well taught. None of
2: mm-hmm.
0: our, none of our history, if seen through a different lens mm-hmm. is very well taught.
2: Right. I think, and Terry, the co-curator talks about this too, for the show is the fact that this is, this is Native Amer. she always says, Native American history is American history. Mm-hmm. And this show is about American art. And and the profound influence of Native women on, on American art.
1: Packing for a trip? Let Pack Simply give you a little help by delivering travel-safe products directly to your door in an airport security-safe pouch. Unbelievably easy and surprisingly simple. Make your life easier visit packsimply.com. All right, all right, all right. Need some help with a construction project looking for thoughtful design and honest answers about what is possible and what isn't. Kinetic Design Build is a full-service boutique remodeling service, residential and commercial clients in the Twin Cities. Design and build with a purpose. Visit kineticdesignbuild.com to request a consolation Consolation. god i just like that that one all right that one is definitely not going to be mine (laughs) that could be my favorite want to go on a wilderness adventure with sam or maybe know a group of kids who could benefit from a break from their electronics maybe you just need a break from the kids visit earthed.org for more information about how to get started
0: Brought to you by the Andalin app. Preserve your memories, prepare for the future, and share with those you love. Andalin ah, uh, shit.
3: Andolin, now available in the App Store and Google Play. Visit app for more information. Do you have an idea that you know deserves a digital solution? Finding a partner to help navigate the digital design and application building process can be daunting. Mobile Composer, in partnership with Kinetic Legacy, offers forward-thinking design built on a stable and adaptable compliance platform. Visit mcomposer.com or kineticlegacy.us to get started building the solutions of tomorrow. Enterprise or consumer together, Mobile Composer and Kinetic Legacy offer solutions that work in a language you can understand.
0: Interested in art? James Holmberg.
3: Interested in art? James Holmberg is both an artist and an art consultant.
0: Let James guide you to an original work that will come alive in your home. Visit jamesholmberg.com to find out
1: more. So then, in, in your journey, how did you get to minnesota mm-hmm. here
2: so i um i'm a late bloomer so it's i'll give you a um okay i'll be honest mm. okay i'm gonna be honest
0: now we're
1: talking all right <laughs> okay so i don't I, know what this is gonna
0: be okay
2: i i don't even know if tammy knows this i think she does um <laughs> so i um i'm a late bloomer i um i graduated um, and then i said my parents were from the midwest so i went to university of iowa because i wanted to be a writer Um, And then I realized, because there's so many great writers coming from Iowa, and so I went there and I realized that I could never be a writer. So instead, I went on Grateful Dead tour. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. So I was a deadhead in the 90s, um, and I was in school at the same time, because it was so easy. Like, it's ridiculous. So I went on tour, and I was in school. And here is the... Again, serendipity. Terry Greaves, the co-curator, was on Grateful Dead tour at the exact same time that I was. We had met each other 20 years afterwards, oh but we were on tour at the <laughs> same it was meant time. meant to be. I know. Perfect. What does <laughs> on
1: tour mean exactly? So, you, like,
2: and morale.
0: that
1: was... if. Like, I, I want you to answer. I shouldn't interrupt. But if, yeah, if yeah, because I, I want to be specific about the on tour. But thing. I have a couple like, of
0: friends who did this, too. And I think the way I've heard it commonly stated is, uh, by the late 90s, it was what was left of the dead, right? Yeah. Like this was, yeah. it was still persisting, but yeah. it was a sort of a rotating group of people who played. Grateful what Jerry Dead music. Garcia no, was Jerry still. was. I, yeah, I, okay, I. Jerry. Yeah, it
2: was Jerry. I was, I was there. I left by the time yeah, Jerry was still alive when I okay. left. So it was. It was like it was every the original, other than the keyboardists. Um, yeah. Okay. The, the core people. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. So you, you yeah, got, so the, tail end of got the, the. Yeah. 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 See, of I always grand. think of a VW. <laughs> <a
1: BW. laughs> you know, van with totally the, with the dead. Yes. Did you have yeah. that?
2: Um, a van. Hell yeah. Did <laughs> you yeah. have the
1: teardrop window in the back?
2: Um, oh, I wish, <laughs> you know, and had all the stickers and everything. So, yeah. Uh, and on the road just means that you just go from, you know, they tour, they have a tour every spring, summer, winter, um, and fall. And so, and it's chunked into uh, time period. And then so you just go on the road, you go from Washington, D.C. to New York, then you go to Hamilton, Ontario, then Chicago. So you just follow them.
1: Yeah. Wow. That is cool.
2: It was awesome. Um, And then it (laughs) got really boring because it was it just got boring. So then I go. (laughs) So then um, I can't believe I'm saying this. uh, Yeah. Yeah. But um, so then I go. I'm a nanny for five years and they um, really interesting family. One now works for NASA and one is a veterinarian. and they paid for my college. Um, and then I went into anthropology and I was stupidly one instructor. And when I went back to undergraduate school, I was in, I was just obsessed with anthropology. And he said, well, if you're going to do anthropology, you have to get a PhD. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just went and got a PhD at University of New Mexico. And then-
1: you make it sound so easy. Like I just went over there and got a PhD. <laughs> so I, I just well, picked and I, one up. And, I uh, sort of
0: picked up there that she thought maybe that professor was incorrect, that you didn't actually need your PhD.
2: I just took it for granted. I was just like so naive that um, I just took it as oh, okay. Well, that's what you do. Right. You just get your PhD. Right. Yeah. So.
0: Well, what do you think would have happened had you not? Oh my gosh.
2: I, I don't know. <laughs> who, knows? who knows? What would
1: the change have been? I
2: like, no. know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I'm. Yeah. Who? Who?
1: But that's a, that's a great story. I mean, this, this is interesting. I mean, I can envision it. I Mm -hmm. envision you, you know, traveling (laughs) to the dead shows. That's the main thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I mean, here you are a curator and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. you've co-curated, I mean, this Mm -hmm. is a very successful Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's, and it's fresh, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The Mm -hmm. the entire board that you've Mm -hmm. organized, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I, I think that sometimes people think, Oh, a curator is you know someone yes. who just kind of, you know, you know just went A to B, yes. you know, and 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 that's not necessarily true. I yes. mean, you you've lived mm-hmm. <laughs> the light. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's rich, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. it's also tactile. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. in it. You know, even your mm-hmm. childhood, right, where you grew up. I yeah. mean, has so it's interesting to me how, how these things influence you know and how they. How everything comes around, too, kind of full circle, mm-hmm. you know, in some ways.
2: That's so true. That's very true. Um, and I'm drawn to the experiential, and I think about that a lot, to, to the experiential. So, um, so I think that that informs all of a lot of what I do, is, yeah. the, is the experience.
1: Right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think about that all the time. Like that, most yeah. of my learning has been experiential in some way. I mean, I've. Yes. You know, attended college. I didn't get the PhD. (laughs) It's
2: not. It's just hazing. It's not
0: much.
1: The way you make it sound, it wasn't that. Maybe it's not (laughs) as hard as you think. Yeah, or you know, or as important. Yeah, no, it's not. And it's all.
2: I just tell everybody, it's all just about hazing. It really is. It's about like just gutting it through. But,
1: But then, okay. So then you. But okay. So then. You land here, mm-hmm. and we didn't get to the, that. Either. Yeah, we kind of missed that. Part. How, yeah. how you've yeah,
2: so I taught, gotten
1: these shoes on her wearing yeah. this hat or however you want to, you know so curator I'm, of the MIA. So I graduated yeah.
2: graduate. So I worked with Navajo weavers for five years, and we lived out on the Navajo reservation for five years. My daughter was born out there, um, and that was an incredible experience. And then I moved back to Pennsylvania to Carlisle. Um, and um, worked there at the Historical Society, and and kind of came to term, you know, just kind of, I was always just um, really um, reticent to delve into that history because it was so deep. Um, And then I taught at local um, colleges, private schools, and um, then I became a Mellon Fellow at St. Louis Art Museum, and I went to St. Louis, and then I became assistant curator there. And then I, the job opened here, so okay. about five years ago. Okay. And yeah.
1: where did like you a... say your daughter was born?
2: Um, she was born, well, she was actually born in Albuquerque because um, both of the mothers thought that it, there's, <laughs> that, that she needed a neonatal care in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But I got to tell you, Indian Health Service, one thing that they do really well is, is, is give birth, you know, that they, Uh, that the the system works really, really well out there. So she would have been fine. So, but she lived for her first year in window rock, Arizona, which is on the Navajo nation.
0: Okay. Yeah. If I, I'm, I'm not fantastic with math. So Mm -hmm. I was trying to, kind of go through some mm-hmm. of those numbers, and it mm-hmm. sounds like you've lived about six lifetimes. Is what I <laughs> I, you were, like, I you did this for five years, <laughs> yeah. then you were there for seven, yeah. then
1: you went there. Like, Yeah, you, you kind of, of sped that you, up. Yeah, that was a yeah. little bit like bam, bam, bam. I was like, what? Whoa, whoa, well, what? when I'm
0: looking at you, I'm like, she's not 127 <laughs> years old, and she just gave us 127 <laughs> years of history. That right. <laughs> <laughs> no, sounds like you've been all over the place and yeah. done a bunch of important yeah. things. Oh, I don't, or, yeah. or, or, things maybe important is not yeah. that maybe yes meaningful mm-hmm.
2: things I've been fortunate I've just been so grateful for all of the experiences that I've been able to be a part of so yeah, yeah.
0: well that's that's fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah you were you were reluctant to get into that stuff and there it was that was perfect yeah that was perfect yeah. Well, Tammy
2: yeah. did you know that that's no. <laughs> a, a little. I don't know if Mia knows this story. So no. But this well, is your legacy too, yeah, and the, right. yeah,
0: and the importance of. I mean, a big part of the the show Legacy Matters is <laughs> <laughs> honestly bringing people from all backgrounds in because we all have a life and legacy. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like it. It's. I think it often uh gets missed a little bit or people think well my life isn't that important these other people are are doing the more important things and i just feel you know i I think there's a life and a legacy that each of us carries with us and that's important yes so
2: yes it's great to hear story.
1: your story grounds it too i mean kind Mm -hmm. of what i had already said but Mm -hmm. you know you know how you kind of Mm -hmm. are interested in this show and Mm -hmm. and what kind of stems this you Mm -hmm. know it really feels like it goes way back. I mean mm-hmm. you you've been aware of ground, mm-hmm. you know, just for you know mm-hmm. from where you grew up even, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. that's interesting I think mm-hmm. how things play sometimes. Well
0: mm-hmm. following, yeah, I mean I, I see what you're getting at there yeah, I like yeah. that. I mean from From sort of tragically hallowed ground of Mm -hmm. Gettysburg to Mm -hmm. other tragic Mm -hmm. hallowed grounds. Mm -hmm. And then following the dead who really Mm -hmm. tried to build community. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that was... That's true. That's true. They, you know, from what I know, that was their whole intent Mm -hmm. really was for Mm -hmm. people to coalesce Mm -hmm. and... and Mm -hmm. Come together. Come together and sit on the ground and watch a show,
1: basically. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Jill, how many kids do you have?
2: So I have two kids. I have two dogs, two cats, and one guinea pig. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs)
0: Wow. And and your kids are roughly how old? 10
2: and 12. Mine are 10 and 12. Well, I have three. Oh, okay.
0: I I have two boys that are 10 and 12, and then I have a three-year-old daughter. So she's clearly my absolute (laughs) (laughs) favorite. (laughs) Uh, Got you again, boys. (laughs) 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 They hear this all the time. (laughs)
2: That, that age span is really good for that three-year-old. It, totally, <laughs>
0: totally. They are uh, best of friends with her. It, mm-hmm. Like they watch out for her. Yeah. They and she just loves them. Oh yeah, thinks they are the best. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really fun to watch. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. What have we got? I mean, we we can handle little lulls. We're this okay. is a podcast, so <laughs> no one actually cares what we do or say. <laughs> we can handle a little lull. I feel like we've got we're uh, forty 42 minutes into it. I know you have somewhere else to be today, yeah. and you need to be there at. I, I need to leave at eleven thirty. Okay, well then we just have a few more. Yeah. minutes. so I'm happy to. So let's uh, let's get into what you do for fun here in uh, the Upper Midwest in I mean, Minnesota, uh, stuff that, like that. That
1: is. The next question. Oh Yeah. Always.
0: yeah. <laughs> now that we've we've okay. heard about the exhibit, which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Well, People you know, should I, see it. Yes.
2: Yeah. Go and see it, please. I um, have little fun because I've been doing this <laughs> exhibition. So.
0: sounds like you don't really want to jump into another one, right? <laughs> no, I away. do. I do. Oh, you do. Actually, I do. I do. A small one. Okay. A small one. I have something
2: in mind, so okay. it's a small one. That's but good. Um, for fun. Um, um, I don't know what that. Is. No, yeah, it's a terrible question. I just, you know, I really take enjoyment. I used to um, be overwhelmed by the fact that, you know, I don't know if it's a Minnesota thing, but my children are in lacrosse, softball, mm. baseball, no, oh, um, yeah. right now, and then other seasons there and other things. But I used to. Um, re- kind of I mean honestly resent that in a way to be like oh my gosh Saturday and Sunday okay I have two lacrosse games I have two softball games I have three <laughs> baseball games but now I I love it I just um, it's really a way for me to um, it's a really great balancing um, moment for me um, to just sit and watch and um, see my children play and the joy that that gives them and to um, meet minnesotans and yeah. and um and to <laughs> learn breed, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i live out in excelsior so we we're out at the lakes a lot we we like that i'm not in town much so um i'm only here for work so it's really you guys have a really cool studio and it's really um inspiring i gotta say so ah well,
0: well let's thank there's you another the good
3: plug art. for us i love it <laughs> right right it really is we don't want you to sell any of this jim are selfish. Right. <laughs> Cuz we okay. love it so much. Yeah. Well, and and <laughs> what do you think
0: of our we were we were talking about uh making preloaded large post-it notes like that for people if they don't really to look like we do work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that you can put all over the office with stuff I, written all over I,
2: it's so funny because I have the same post-it notes in my office right now for the show so yeah. I saw these post-it notes and I'm like I am with Ken yes.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah <laughs> absolutely. it's
3: just what comes out of your brain that's yes. you know well, well we were and,
1: thinking of monetizing in a way so like if you're starting up right. if you have a startup you can go to we could sell these at office max and then you could just buy it for nineteen <laughs> ninety nine 99 and slap it on the wall I love and it. it looks like wow you, you must be doing a lot <laughs> You know, I'd love to invest right <laughs>
2: Yours is so much more aesthetically beautiful than mine. Oh, like, I but, don't, I don't, true. mine, yeah, yeah they're, it's like, um, uh, you know, it's just, they're beautiful to look at. Mine are much more, you know, check the box. But
0: Mine are, if you look around, mine are the ugly ones that poke out from behind the beautiful ones every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> we cover those yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. They are coming.
4: Kind
0: of like you, you sort of perfectly uh, described how I feel about my my oldest son is playing baseball and he started last year and same Mm -hmm. thing. I was like, Oh my goodness. I've got to go every Thursday and watch practice. And then I've got to Mm -hmm. go every Saturday and do the game. And it was a little bit of a burden at first. Yes. Now I relish it. Yes. Yes. Relish is a perfect word. Yeah. It's really, and I love it's uh, like, as opposed to going to a professional game, which I'm sure, you know, I've, I've been to baseball games. (laughs) I enjoy that. Mm -hmm. But just sitting there watching the, those kids, uh, Sort of high five each other on the yeah. different teams, and knowing that everyone's kind of getting along and they're just having a good time playing baseball, I love it.
2: Yeah, so. yeah, it's a treasure. Yeah. It is. So, it, did
1: you do you have brothers or sisters? Did I you... do.
2: I have a sister who moved here actually. Oh. From she lived twenty five years in New York in Manhattan, and then um, <clears throat> we um, uh, both of our parents passed. She took care of my mother, um, and then she wanted to just start a new life, so she moved out. Um, here she lives, um, about two miles away from me. And then my brother, um, lived in outside of DC for th- 25, 30 years. And he, this week he's moving to Florida. So. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, that's sort of the okay. awesome end a of a good, the spectrum there. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you you were able to get your sister here. Huh? Yeah.
2: So she, yeah, she, she, what does came, she think of it. She loves it. She loves it. She has a beautiful home um, on a kind of on on a property um, and there she has lake access um, Mm -hmm. and she doesn't drive. She's, She's a true New Yorker. She doesn't know how to drive. And she's, she will always not know how to drive. And <laughs> right. she, it doesn't stop her here, which you would think it would, you know, it's like three miles into this, into Excelsior to yeah. get groceries, but it's, it doesn't phase her at all. She's very, she's true New York about that. Is but she
3: going to get her driver's license? No,
2: she'll never get her
1: license. So, so Sarah have, just moved from New York you. too. <laughs> I did. And
3: to my sisters here, that's a funny oh, coincidence. Oh. So when I moved back, my license You guys are both very Minnesotan now. now it's, all, know. it's all just sort of like, <laughs> come I, on over I to I Minnesota. Know, yeah. It's true. You know, and it, no, it's been a, a good transition, but mine had expired. I came back. I had to go through the whole entire oh, thing gosh. again, take the test, be in the, take the actual driver's test with a woman. And she could not have been more difficult. Oh. And I swear at the end, she looked at her clipboard, check, check, check. I'm like, she's going to fail me because she doesn't like me. I was completely convinced. And then she's like, well, you passed. I'm like, okay, great. So here we go. But it took me a while to get back into the swing of things with driving. Yeah, I mean, if there's I someone you hate it. don't still really want to
0: be a passenger in a car with, it's Sarah.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty
4: safe. I just don't enjoy it. I hate
3: driving. Yeah,
0: but fear of driving and then you being yeah.
1: someone's driver—that makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. right. fair enough. That's yeah. why I don't do it too yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right, so you got your sister here. Yes. That's so fun. that's kind of sweet, isn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. 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 It's 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 great. Um, she's a freelance writer, so she um, gets to go wherever she wants, and my brother too. He has the A killer job. I mean, he works um, for the government. He works for the VA, but he can work. They, the VA, you can work anywhere you want. You can work remotely, so he can live in Florida. So I, I picked the wrong profession. Well,
1: (laughs) well, didn't we all too? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're trying to. We're actually in the midst of changing professions. Right. Trying to fix our past mistakes. (laughs) Do better, do better, Jim. Um, it's all <laughs> on my shoulders. <laughs> it really is. So, yep. I'm
0: trying. To You're doing the best
1: you can. It's always expected.
0: All right. Well, it is uh, time for us to sign off. I believe. Is there anything that you would like to uh, promote in any way before mm. you go? I mean, we've already we've definitely spent a ton of time on the Native American mm. art. Mm-hmm. Exhibit at the MIA in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. which so is fantastic. And the website is, is
3: MIA.org. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ArtsMia.org. ArtsMia.org.
2: ArtsMia.org.
0: Right. So people yeah. go there to
3: learn more. Come yeah, and
0: show. Um, does it cost money to go through that exhibit?
2: It is. Um, so it's free for all Native community members. And they don't, um, if you're Native, you do not have to um, show your CIB certificate, certificate of Indian blood um you know this again as a governmental policy a lot (laughs) of museums you have to show that you have to show that you're um enrolled um we um you just have to self-identify and this exhibition is free for the entire native community um always we can go every single day um, five times a day or whatever and then we have mia's different levels of membership so sometimes it's free if you're a my mia member um certain levels um, um get you free access and then there's a exhibition fee if you're not a mia member but you can f- um and you can be a mia member for free um and um, that gives you access at certain times to the exhibition for free
1: okay. there yeah. you go Good yeah very nice yeah well, Tammy gets the <laughs> thumbs up.
0: <out. laughs> nailed <laughs> it! <laughs> nailed it! No, it's it's very much worth seeing.
1: No, oh, thank you. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations. Yes, thank you.
4: On all your
2: hard work. Thank
3: you. And yeah. what's thank to you. come? We're excited to see what's to come. Yes. yes. To a, a break for Jill. A little,
1: yes. a little break.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before the before small exhibit. Yes. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> Stay tuned. Thank you. Thank right. you very much. All right. Thanks, Jill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very okay. much.
2: Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.